Welcome to Control C, the podcast where friends get together to discuss, enjoy, and terror movies apart. On this episode, we'll be discussing Arrival, directed by Dennis Villeneuve, and released November 2016. On today's panel, we have Lindsay. Who? Billy. Hey. Ray. Yellow. And Chris. Can I say something now and not be judged? Go for it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I am your host, Cece. Yes, Chris. No, I was just saying, like, can I speak without being, like, reprimanded? I will do my best. <laughs> I'll get you later, baby. <laughs> I'll reprimand. So, I rather enjoyed this movie, but I spent half of it going, why the fuck did it matter that her daughter died? <laughs> um, so, I just, it threw me off because of that whole situation. And, you know, once right. we get to the end of it, I understood it. Yeah. But I, I couldn't understand the... That information in the front. So I think uh, my interpretation of it, because of co- because I didn't know, I didn't, had no idea that was going to happen, um, was more just to kind of give you a frame of reference as to where she is in her life and why she would be willing to go do this crazy ass thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought so too. And I was just like, okay, this makes sense and everything like that. And then later on, you actually look at her. She doesn't have a wedding ring on. Yeah. It wasn't until. Um, after they had said that, you know, that she's able to see the future, she's able to predict it and everything like that. That's why yeah. I went, oh, oh. Yeah. So I was just shocked with that. And I agree. I didn't see it. I didn't foresee it either. <clears throat> I, I was in the same campus to like, why do I care that I daughter died? Like, I understand that that kind of gives you a clue as to the type of character she is, but why would you show it like that? A simple, my daughter died once, would have been enough. Well, and see, what I was thinking is that maybe along the way, not only is it showing you character development, but that it was going to be somehow relevant with the aliens later. There was some... I thought that at first, but then I was thinking to myself, like, how could she be related to the aliens, though? Well, but see, I didn't think that far into it. Like, it's got to have something to do with, you know, like, maybe they're going to give us a cure for whatever killed her kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been cool. Or even she's using her experiences with her child to communicate with the aliens. Yeah. Because there was a lot of scenes that would happen when she needed inspiration on how to mm-hmm. talk to these. So that's why I thought that that was the only <clears throat> connection I saw. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And then okay. towards the end, I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah, and that, and that I mean... We're going to have to talk about it, so... Yes. If you don't want a spoiler for Arrival, you should probably turn the podcast off now. <laughs> but, um... I love how out of all the movies we spoiled for people, this one gets a warning. Well, the, we, <laughs> we, we warned typically say before. it. I guess. We literally warned people in two other episodes warning. recently. Warning. Warning. Spoiler alert. Anyway. Um, Ray and I briefly just kind of huh? talked about it what? for a minute earlier this just week. Just go with it, man. About how it, it's just... It's amazing that you would have see, foreseen that as your yeah. future and chosen that anyway. Chosen all the pain because you were also choosing all that love. Cece and I talked about that too. We mm-hmm. spent about an hour talking about how how courageous do you have to be to <laughs> understand that by not making a certain decision, decision that you can avoid all of it. But also how brave do you have to be to willingly have your child knowing they are going to die 
and yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Like the implications of that it takes a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it it takes a lot, and as a viewer, it took a lot out of me too. Going back and thinking like, and I told Cece, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could foresee a future where something happens to one of my kids and not try to change it. You know what I mean? Not try to be like, okay, if I do this, this is the result, but maybe I do the other thing and see what happens then. You know what I mean? Try to stay Mm -hmm. away from that path. I would not be able to... Yeah, but then something else happens. Mm-hmm. And that's true, and that's a possibility <laughs> that happens with anything involving yeah. time. But you might be able to fix I, one thing, but then you break something else. <clears throat> and in true. this scenario, I mean, based on just the the movie itself, it sounds like she dies of a cancer that just isn't curable or whatever the case is. Okay, so, what is it with you fuckers making movies with people dying with cancer? I just it was <laughs> This That's was an what, interesting session. Yeah, sure. this was. It was one of those things I saw. I started Triggered. seeing the first part of the movie, and I'm like, "Oh God, this is this is going to be one of those." And I was like, "Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no!" Yeah, it was. It was not a pretty sight. Funny thing is that she actually did say, "Oh no, oh no." Yeah. <laughs> I did. That's the bad thing about it. But um, <clears throat> I mean, she she went through having the child even though she knew that she was going to die and it's like you know there's there's difference when knowing the future and knowing that this decision is going to make this happen versus you know in this case having a child is going to end up in her death so do you proceed with having the child so that you can have the memories because there is nothing that she can do to prevent the death Whereas I died in a car accident, but I saw that happen. Well, I just don't take that road that day. So it's just one of those things. I don't think necessarily this one's one of those that I didn't even have another, you know, choose not to conceive during that month. Well, it's, but the whole concept of knowing your future is, is crazy anyway. I mean, so there's a, a rock opera album. It's like five songs long. I tried to get Chris to listen to it, but I'm pretty sure he hasn't done it yet. Which one? Um, Ludo's Broken Bread. So basically, no, I, I haven't done it yet, but I don't remember you mentioning it. But I know, I know, I've asked you to do it before because um, I, I try and get everybody to listen to this. So listeners, go to YouTube, mm-hmm. look up Ludo's Broken Bread. It's about this guy whose wife dies in the car accident, and he's so lost without her that he builds a time machine and he tries to go back and fix it. But when he tries to go back and fix it, he ends up causing, like, the zombie apocalypse with dinosaurs and, like, things just go completely haywire and mm-hmm. batshit insane. And he fights his way back to reality, which ends up being the day she died. And when he realizes that he can't stop it, he goes with her in the car and they go together. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, all, it's, like, all set to this crazy, you know... Uh-huh. Roller coaster. <clears throat> it, it's... I don't know. It's my favorite album of all time. Hmm. It's only like five five songs long. <clears throat> yeah, I just found it on YouTube. Yeah. I know, I'm going to have to check it out. I, I I haven't, I don't remember you saying it, but hearing you mentioning it, yeah. I want to know. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's got some like weird, 
I mean, this band, of course, if anybody knows of them, they're kind of, like, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but this whole album ranges from, like, some regular rock to, like, pop rock to, mm-hmm. um, like, Metallica-style rock. Oh, interesting. And then into, like, um, just, like, a nice slow love song at the end. Hmm. They're just... I, I mean, I love Ludo. <laughs> Ludo knows I love Ludo. <laughs> so, but, um... Back to the story. Sorry. No worries. Hey, we, we say tangents. We mean it. Um, the part where, you know, the she's talking to Hannah about, you know, their daddy not being there and everything like that. And she says the line that he said that I made the wrong choice. Um, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, that whole little yeah. part of it and everything. And I was just like, it's it was weird. Basically, you were watching in reverse, but thinking yeah. it was going forward. Yeah. And it wasn't until the end of it you realized that, no, that was all seeing it before. You're watching it out of sequence. You're watching it out of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Where, you know, we were thinking, I'm sitting there thinking, going, this is all flashbacks on her life, on why she is making this decision to go into this ship that God knows what yeah. can happen and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> but the um, the helicopter scene. Where they're going and they're about to land and you see the the mountains with the the clouds mm-hmm. coming down. Oh god, that was so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it was very picturesque in the area. I mean, when you when you boil down the movie, the movie didn't necessarily have um, amazing cinematography. The area around it was nice, but <clears throat> they were either inside the spaceship or inside a tent yeah. of some sort. So it wasn't very spectacular visually. Um, I made a, a, a joke early in the movie <clears throat> where there's like news reports talking about the invasion, how they're describing everything but not showing it. Yeah. And I told CC how they're trying to save money on budget. <laughs> and to an extent, I feel like that's kind of what they did. And they did a pretty good job of when they did use the special effects yeah. to kind of make it count. Um, <clears throat> like the different gravities within the ship. You know what I mean? Right. How they get onto the ship and that sort of thing. So, and the way the aliens looked like a giant hand with a bulb at the top. Oh, that was, that was so weird. weird. And I kept thinking of squids. <laughs> yes. With all I, the ink and the... Yeah. I was thinking of squids before she went inside. Yeah. When she was inside along with them, mm-hmm. that's when they looked a little more like hands to me. So I kept picturing this ginormous creature... Yeah. And that's all they saw was just the hands. Yeah. I just kept picturing that. I don't know why. So I, I was just confused about the physics of the thing. And I know that that played a big role in, you know, because all of a sudden they were floating and they're upside down. They're being thrown around. Like, I get that there's a whole lot of weird physics happening. Um, the flu on the fireplace. Yeah. The rain. Um, so... The, the thing, the main physics problem I had with this was this concept of the, of the aliens being, I guess, in, like, some sort of liquid. Did you get the impression they were in liquid? I did, only because of the way the letters reacted. Okay, so if they're in liquid, how did that spaceship fly? How motherfucking heavy is that spaceship if they're in liquid? And they have, they have to be in liquid all the time, obviously. Well, but, but here's the thing. When she was in there, yes. it didn't look like she was in liquid. However, if you looked at her hair, her hair was reacting as if it were in liquid. So I'm thinking it's... 
some sort and of. And I'm weird... no scientist, <laughs> but I'm thinking there's some sort of like an in between gas like liquid type mm. element of some sort. I'm sure there's somebody out there smarter than me screaming at me right I'm now. Sure they're all stupid. Than you. <laughs> oh, I know that. I knew that was coming. Me <laughs> <laughs> It's like I don't mean to mile and horn, but I am. But... There, there might be somebody out there that can solve this, but I think I've got the best shot. <laughs> um, no, far from it. No, far from it. Um, I'm definitely not smart enough for that shit. But my point is that <clears throat> I believe there's like a sort of like liquid-like state, but it, it may still be just a gas. But I can see why you'd think water. But again, realistically, like even if it were water, like water, it's a spaceship, ocean water. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Oh, um, I think a lot of it probably just kind of has to do with the way the gravity is manipulated on this ship. Because yeah. as they were going up into the ship, gravity uh, changed and adjusted. Mm-hmm. So maybe just like localized pinpoint gravity type. Yeah, thing? or like so that would make keep her stable. But what the fuck is hair? Let hair do what it's yeah. gonna do. Some of the stuff we probably just can't ever really it's a movie yeah does it have to be like 100 percent based on anything real (laughs) i mean realistically let's look at jurassic park jurassic park is apparently like 100 percent inaccurate with how dinosaurs look and act i know i didn't see any feathers on those motherfuckers um i'd have been feathers the whole thing about t-rex is not being able to see you if you said still is a myth i would have been laughing my ass off if i just saw like giant roosters running by his motorcycle whenever they went to go fight the (laughs) (laughs) t-rex But yeah, back to the aliens. I thought they looked pretty sweet. Oh yeah, they're definitely a different twist on the aliens because we're always so used to seeing little gray men yeah, or whatever the, the case grays. is. Yeah. I mean, I love yeah, the gray like start in, in a Stargate. Stargate because the you know the grays in Stargate are Thor and Loki and all those people. <clears throat> what are you talking about? In Stargate, in Stargate, the gray aliens that are depicted in most of alien societies or whatever uh-huh. the descriptions of aliens in Stargate. Um, Thor, like Thor, God of Thunder, mm-hmm. Norse God of Thunder, is actually a gray. Have I just not seen Stargate? Um, probably not. The series, they're not the in series. it's not oh, the movie. The first series, okay. <clears throat> yeah, no, no. Stargate the movie because I'm thinking about because I only ever saw Atlantis Universe and the original movie. I never saw the other. Actually, you know what? Series. Yeah, I think it's the original series. main series. That that's where it is. I loved Universe, and a lot of people hated it. I, I hate it, universe. I I'm not there it. yet. I'm still watching the first one. I liked it, but I needed it. This is not what we're talking about, people. Hey, not we're talking about then bring it back in. The- <laughs> it was just so dark. It was. Uh, but I got frustrated by its lack of unsustainability. Yes. Yeah. I loved the aspect. Also, if I wanted to watch Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> I would watch Battlestar Galactica. That's also true. It wasn't anything like Battlestar Galactica. It was everything like Battlestar. Yeah. But anyway, back to the movie. So when they're going up in the little scissors lift, Whatever. and they're doing their first entry to the um, alien spaceship, and you have to jump to get to the next level of gravity, that was just freaky to me. It was just really funny. I love that. Yeah, it was so weird. It reminds me of almost every video game I've played. What is it? I wasn't mm-hmm. listening. The whole jumping, and then suddenly you're in a different gravity. Oh yeah, like to that would have been cool to me. You're basically jumping up to jump on the wall. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I've always wanted to like be in like zero gravity and just kind of like float around and 
that'd be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd, I think it'd be fun. I just you will float. <laughs> I would, I would like to see what it's like, but I wouldn't want to have to live in it. I feel like living in it would be too much of a pain in the ass. Mm, yeah. Yeah, probably. Like the people in the um, ISSS. Yeah, because you know you see them you you see them do their like fun little informational videos like how do I drink water? Well, this is how, and you're like that looks obnoxiously complicated. Or the um. Like me, it's like I already have a hard enough time pissing in the toilet without having to consider gravity. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what? right. Like. <laughs> I mean, the people on the International Space Station have a hose where you plug yourself in. Yeah, but you know I wouldn't use it. Well, <laughs> I, I, watched, I watched one of the ladies from the space station like try and wash her hair. And it was oh, just, yes. Did you see that, that one? Yep. And that's just, I mean, yeah, it's cool. Oh, hey, look, you know, that's how they do it. But Man, I why you gotta call her a hoe? All the time. Right. Why are you so, so fucking combative today? You're driving me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All day long. <laughs> and race <laughs> Just let Ray be Ray. He's feeling good about himself, okay? Just <laughs> Yeah, just for today. Don't bring him down, okay? I'm not. I just Quit being like, so oppressive. My blood pressure is high. Don't make yeah, it go higher. His blood pressure. <laughs> you have to think about his blood pressure. <laughs> All right, we just so. made ourselves sound so old, by the way. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> think about his blood pressure, but be careful. He might pop his head. Oh, my God. Don't you forget your dentures. <laughs> when he was bothering me earlier. <laughs> Everybody get your dentures today to you put the pace? <laughs> Crap, I don't know what to do now. Uh, well, like, I've often wondered, you know, when I see movies like, because I don't generally go towards alien movies, I just, mostly because they leave me with too many questions afterwards. Like, and quite frankly, straight up fear. Mm-hmm. Like, because if done right yep <laughs> you have this aspect where all they're trying to do is communicate and reach out and whatever but then I mean if a conquering horde of aliens does come we're fucked there's literally nothing that we are going to be able to do if they have that kind of if they have superior technology I said that while watching it I was like when China was about to start the yeah. attack or whatever with the Germans or it's like these people or these beings right. came from outer space in a spaceship. Yeah. We barely have the technology to get to the moon. Yeah. Like with people and we've yeah. only been able to send like four people at a time. You really think you're going to be able to fight these fuckers if you tried? No. Like no. these people are in your planet. They came from outer space. Yep. There are 12 different pods. You can't even tell what type of technology they have because it's not emitting any sort of waves for anything. Yeah. But let me throw a bomb on it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Um, there's another book. So the guy who wrote Ready Player One yes. also wrote something called Armada, mm-hmm. which is essentially the concept of no warning, no nothing. The aliens just come and start shooting up the place. Period. There's yeah. no even attempt to, you know, to communicate. In. Huh? There's no attempt to communicate. Yeah, no, there's no, hey, you know. Oh, there's no misunderstanding time. They just literally <laughs> we come, come in of, peace. Yeah, there's none of that bullshit. Yeah, this is our shit now. Yeah, it, yeah, basically, which was it wasn't the best book, but the concept was terrifying. Which I mean, that's kind of desp- like if if I thought we were going to be invaded, if they were just hanging out here for like weeks, months at a time, I'd be like, okay, maybe they're right. 
observing something. I think if they wanted to kill us, they just would. <laughs> I mean, they. I mean, if they have the power to fly light years, what makes what makes anybody think that we are even capable of defending ourselves? I know that's why I think Independence Day. So, yeah. well, and I also our our current leader aside have zero confidence that anyone would not just immediately start shooting shit down. Oh yeah. Like they're not getting if they start coming in, we're immediately gonna start shooting. Like I don't honestly believe that we're gonna let them come in and land for a minute and get situated and then we're gonna go set up a tent and we're gonna go say hi. I genuinely don't think that'll ever happen. Like in Mars attacks. It'd be more like Mars attacks. Exactly. We're just gonna start shooting shit down out of the sky or trying and it's gonna start immediately. I think if anything, the minute Diplomacy would basically fly out the window the minute they enter the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I think that they would possibly try to communicate with whatever is coming prior to entering the planet, and then if it doesn't respond, then attack. But that moment of diplomacy, I think, would end the minute they enter. It's going to be a very small window of diplomacy. Yep. Very small. Extremely. Severe, and I wholeheartedly agree. Especially, I mean, look at how tensions are right now with people concerned about a possible nuclear war coming. Mm hmm. Over two people comparing penis sizes. <laughs> All right. Well, I got Billy's so, attention. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is this on Facebook? <laughs> it is. It, it is, is actually, sadly. It's like, where can I throw in my story? It's and mostly is, on Twitter. And this is just two people. Yeah. You know, let alone yeah. an alien being coming. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. one thing, too, that I found interesting is how these aliens came to give us a gift because they need our help 3,000 years down the line. I kind of wish there was another movie to elaborate more yeah. on what that gift was. To see what Aside from 3, just the universal years. language. The universal language in, in and of itself is a huge gift, sure. Yeah. But what is going to happen in 3,000 years? Two, what made them want to even help us in the first place to get, I guess, to speed us up or something? You know what I mean? So, so that we're prepared. Well, they probably, 3,000 years from now, have anal- over analyzed the data and determined, you know, if we went to this exact point in time, this is where it all be- can begin. This is how we can save ourselves. I guess. You know? And this is one of those cases, too, where I. I and why I say I would like to see more. Going back to Stargate, and it's because we're talking about aliens in space and things. One of the things that, one of the problems they have in Stargate is they're trying to meet civilizations to gain weapons to protect Earth. Right. But most of the, you know, more intelligent civilizations out there don't want to give us the technology. Right. One particular race, I can't remember what they're called right now, doesn't ever share technology because they did it once and the planet that they shared the technology with destroyed themselves with Americans. So, my thing is, even if the gift is just the language, how, how, what made them feel safe? Because I'm sorry, if I'm in human civilization right now, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Earth right now, there's no way in hell I'm giving you shit because you're going to destroy yourselves one way or the other. Even if it's just the language, you're going to find a way to destroy yourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those cases where, like, 
I guess I'm honored that in this movie they thought we're smart enough to handle something like this. But let's be honest, we're not. In we're 3, far, far away. In 3,000 years, we apparently are. Well, now, here's, here's another thought. So it's 3,000 years in the future. Um, Doctor Who explored a lot with, um, obviously, time travel. But, <laughs> I mean, that's the damn premise of the show. Yeah. But um, Doctor Who? <laughs> so funny. Not really. Um, <laughs> but they explore a lot about alien races and evolution and, you know, flashing forward to, you know, different whatever. And there's, there's a woman, well, she was a woman, who has <laughs> thousands of years in the future. Her name is Cassandra. Oh, the last she, human? Yeah, where she has yeah. had so much plastic surgery that she's literally just like eyeballs... A slight nose I've and a mouth on a yes. stretched yeah. out piece of skin. I've seen that. So what if these aliens are us in 3,000 years? And they're coming back to save themselves. Oh, damn. Interesting. That's, that's kind of where my brain was going with it. I like that. That Because that would make a whole lot more sense, wouldn't it? As to why they came back to it us. It would. That actually, that actually would be... It wouldn't make sense as to why they came back to us, but then that just opens up more questions. And this is the part of movies like, of this nature like that, that? <laughs> sucks. You know, how do we evolve into a being like that? You know, that would be pretty sweet. Mighty Lord Cthulhu. <laughs> okay, that, that's actually a pretty good one. <laughs> You're then, welcome. I think Ray asked me that question. Was that? Whether it was Cthulhu in the movie? Was it you? No, it wasn't. Nah. Cthulhu. I don't yeah, know I who think of that. Cthulhu is. Giant Kraken? You don't know about Cthulhu? Mm-mm. I'm from Puerto Rico. We'll talk about right? it off air. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> He's the old god. It just it creates a lot more questions and yeah. more reason for me to want another movie of it. You know what I mean? More reason yeah. for me to be like, all right, cool, let's continue this. And yeah, that'd be cool then. Instead of having uh, the girl, they could have her daughter. But her daughter's dead. I know there's the joke. <laughs> that's so uh, fucked up very good joke but if you go with it okay <laughs> that is so messed up he's like but well, the maybe, daughter yeah, maybe now that she's seen the future she can save her cause that's that's also where my brain went I'm like you know what now that she knows and now that we have the universal language they were showing her her future if she does nothing so if she's doing nothing, then she's going to have this future. Her daughter's going to die. But she's helping them out. She's learning this thing. They're going to share secrets about the world and health and curing cancer and bullshit. And maybe her daughter does get to live. So I'll go on that. That's how I decided to end my movie. That's fair <laughs> enough. Because it doesn't how, matter what you watch, as long as you believe. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> but here's how I'm going to challenge that. Oh, no. No, no. What it, then, again, how did they know to go back to that, that it will still lead them to be helped in 3,000 years? Because if she changes her life, what's stopping everybody else from changing theirs? Because from my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong, from my understanding, just by learning the language, whoever uses the language can now see forward and back at the same time. Mm. But not That's everybody, what I gathered. But not everybody learned that language, though. What's she this? wrote a book. She wrote a book. Oh, she wrote a book. About she wrote a book. Okay. Well... In the movie, she's shown to, in the future, write a book and win an award for her book called The Universal Language. True, that's where the Chinese... So, that's where the Chinese gives her... Yeah. Gives exactly, her the, the Chinese 
the 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 General Shang or something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, I just had to meet you because you called me, and that's when she knew. Crap, I gotta go call him. Well, you had my number. How did I have your number? He shows her the number, and it's one of these cases where everything just lined up perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of one of those that okay, if everybody who learns the language can now see back and forth in time. That means everybody can now see what happens with an action and therefore take an opposite reaction. Well, so here's my poke in a hole. Um, you're going to have people... Because it's such an intellectual concept, this universal language, there's a very large chance that it stays only in academic circles for a really long time. <clears throat> Fair Stuff enough. like that has to take... A, an exceptionally long time for it to be adopted by general public, and to learn that new language altogether itself was complicated for the. I mean, for a linguist, exactly. And to prove the point, there are still people who legitimately think the world is flat. <laughs> Holocaust deniers and Holocaust, yeah. But I mean, they've you've got people who things have been around for decades or hundreds of years or thousands of years, and they still don't believe they existed. Simply yep. because I didn't see it myself. So getting them to read a book called The Universal Language, and this is what you can do with this language, people are going to be like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to go back and watch my Jerry Springer. Yeah, you have a point. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Billy. I mean, the world is flat, just to be fair. <laughs> sure, That's <right>. true. <sighs> Only when you deflate the ball. Um. <laughs> so, did anybody look at The Universal Language and go, dude... I want a tattoo with that. No. I, I did. <laughs> but the, the way that I, the universal... Yeah. That's why I hate the concept of time travel. I actually wanted to see more of your thoughts on this because I know you hate the concept of time travel. Being able to look in the past and being able to look in the future is one thing. Being able to see what's going on... The thing that I don't like about it is... Being able to just there's so many different possibilities of being able to change a timeline. Like you can change your own timeline, but simultaneously, if what I'm doing is affecting what Ray's doing, but Ray is at the same time changing his timeline, then that doesn't make any sense. Correct, and that's exactly why I was saying, well, how can they trust that you know, coming back in time three thousand years later, they're still going to need our help, and that the events that would have led us to help them are now not are not changed anymore. But then again. It creates the loop where maybe them coming back in time is what set us in motion to be ready to help them 3,000 years down the line. And therefore, if they don't go back in time 3,000 years later to get our help in the past 3,000 years ago, will we be there to help them then? Hmm? Yeah. See, that's one of the, that was my biggest problem with this movie whenever I saw it. Is I, whenever I was going into watching it... I didn't realize... I had no idea what it was about. I saw it in theaters like the first weekend it was out. So I knew literally nothing about it. And about halfway through the movie, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is about a math equation. And <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I watching? First of all, the movie's really slow. Yes, yeah. I agree with the that. Pacing, the pacing could... It's extremely <laughs> slow. It can get really boring, but it's like, you know, the concept of the universal language, it's like, yeah, that, that was interesting. Then they, whenever they started getting into it with all the time travel and all that dumb bullshit, I was like... <laughs> 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 all 
<laughs> it's like I just don't understand it. Like I don't understand how it could work. It couldn't because the second you make it available to anyone, you run the risk of the world collapsing in on itself. Yep. I know that's why I'm swarm to stop making these stupid fucking movies. <laughs> but then we'd have nothing to talk about. Stuck himself in a little time. The look on your face. I know, it's just everything. It's just a, it's See, I personally like time travel because of all the different permutations that can happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I know that's a, the exact reason you hate it is the exact reason why I love it. I like I like to think about all the different possibilities that could happen, may happen, will happen, will not happen. You know what I mean? Like that is what intrigues me when it comes to this type of material, is to see okay, the same example I said, if they come back, you know who started, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did they travel back in time so we could help them so that eventually they can travel back in time to start the events all over again, or? Did we help them, teach them that they should come back in time to get us prepared to help them better? You know what I mean? Like, what caused what? And and that's part of where you can get very philosophical with it. And, again, somebody much smarter than myself would give you an even more eloquent answer to all of these things. But just the thought process behind it and imagining what could and couldn't be is freaking fascinating to me. You know, I still don't like it. <laughs> it happens. It's fine. It's a lovely monologue, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll die on my hill by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Where you belong, far, far away from everybody. Yes. Shoot for the stars, Chris. And miss by a mile. No shit. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we've actually done several time travel movies at this point. Yes. Yep. Um, and I think the conversation kind of always ends up the same. I'm actually trying to avoid that question this time. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's uh, not where I was Oh, talking. okay. <laughs> but I like that See, we're on the same I, wavelength. The only time I like it is when it's... <laughs> just give up. Different timelines. Give up. So... Oh, shit. There's... So there's a, um, a show. I don't know if it got canceled yet or not. It probably did. Called Timeless. Where they get this group of experts together and they have to go back in time to save time where this bad guy has access and he's going through history trying to stop things from happening at certain points in hmm. order to save his family later on. Hmm. It's not that bad of a show, but it's pr- if it hasn't been cancelled, it's gonna get cancelled <clears throat> really soon. What's it called? Timeless. Hmm. I don't think I've heard of it, but... It was, it a, like it was a show from last year. I think they got like a half a season pickup for this year. I don't remember. But it, it's the same. It's that concept of one guy with nefarious reasons can fuck up the world. And um, another good example of it is uh, the Stephen King book slash show uh, 112263. Mm. Yeah, I started watching that. Oh, that's, uh, one Which that's one? Uh, produced by J.J. Abrams, right? Sure. It's got James Franco in it. Yes. Um, About James Kennedy. English professor goes back in time to try and uh, save Kennedy from being shot. Yeah. Oh, I saw a glimpse of that, and I went. I was. Goes oh, no, I'm confusing it with something else. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's about a, about JF Kennedy. And to yeah. answer your question, the show was canceled, but then it, uh, they changed their mind and got brought back for a ten episode. Hmm. 
There we go. <laughs> For timeless. <clears throat> so yeah, it's um. So the whole, I kind of like this idea of always revisiting the past in these ways, because I'm a little sick of the let's let's figure out what the future is going to be like, and you know, all these far fetched things that are clearly never going to happen. <clears throat> like what? We're never going to have flying cars, man. At least not in our like, lifetime. Like a mass production not, type of thing? But yeah, like Wait, mass well, production, even, it's just... Not now? You're not going to get cars up off the ground like that. They're too tiny. You, I, I I agree. No, I... You know, but you know what I mean? Like all this, all, like all this stuff, like the pellets that that's food. Like, we're never going to give up our fucking cheeseburgers. Are you, are you, you know right I mean? now thinking yeah. of um, the Jetsons? <laughs> The je- yeah, the Jetsons, the Fifth Element, um, Demolition Man, all of this stuff that reimagines what the future might be like. I don't like. I don't like doing that because, at some point, and it's disappointing when you grow up and get there. And well, it's not so much back that. Back to it's the just, future still doesn't have a fucking hoverboard. Yeah, no, well, I, I have. Just, one. I just think it's technically. There's so much that you can imagine within. The fantasy realm within within historical realm that we don't necessarily need to just make shit up about the future. Like, um, I don't know. I don't, that point I'm not becomes artic- less science fiction and more fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not articulating it well. No, I mean, I'm of the mind. I'm no, of the I mind that saying. flying I feel the cars. Same way. Okay. <laughs> I'm of the mind that flying cars will eventually exist, but I'm also of the realistic mind that if they do, it's going to be several hundred years down the road. Yeah. Not one of those where it's like my son's going to get to fly a flying. No, that shouldn't no. happen. No. And my I think of that son, because son. <laughs> there's already like flying cars out there that are in production. There's different models too, and there's some that have vertical takeoff as well. But they exist now, but they're not mass produced. They're like prototypes. You know what I mean? They're still in testing and concepts and this and that. And realistically, is it safe? Do we have the power to run that sort of? It's not thing, even you technically know? safe to have these dr- self-driven cars <clears throat> at this point. That I know we will have by the time that we're done. God, I hope not. <laughs> like. It's just a I bad idea. I dream of the day where I can take a road trip and I can just play, like, cards with the rest of the family. Guess what? You totally can. Playing cards while airplane. driving? It's called yeah. a train. It's called... Oh. Um, I was just saying it's a plane. Someone else driving or, you a know... Bus. A plane, a bus. Like, there's ways to do it, man. You're just choosing not to do them. These are a lot more expensive. No, they're not. No, they're not. Holy shit. Train t- uh, plane ticket? Hell of a lot more expensive than driving. Not especially necessarily. Especially for a family. For a family, yes. As a single person, no. As a my, single person, no. Yeah. My plane ticket costs the same as the amount I'd spend in gas to get up north. As a single person, I used to take flights to Miami all the time. My parents didn't even know it sometimes. I would just fly down. As a married person with two kids and two dogs, sure, I'm driving. And I understand. I'm just saying that... <laughs> that you could be like, I'm flying down a lot more frequently. <laughs> <laughs> get me away from these fucking... <laughs> no, to explain why... Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just I, the self-driving car is just terrifying to me. Uh-huh. Unless every single car on the road is a self-driving car, which they'll it'll never be like that. At least not in our lifetime. No, not in our lifetime. Again, okay. in and our lifetime, no. Because 
you're going to have enough people who are still physically driving their cars causing problems for those in the self-driving cars. <laughs> because the self-driving car people are going to stop paying attention altogether and they're going to be playing cars with their family. They're going to be watching movies and taking naps and bullshit and they're not going to be able to react if someone, if I'm in a self-driving car or any kind of car and someone cuts me off and I have to swerve, that self-driving car, that person is asleep. They're not going to see me coming because they've now given up their life to this car that's driving itself. It's just a bad idea. Unless everybody's on board I understand that the human factor, we're all dying in car accidents. You know, it's one of the number one killers in the country after, like, people shooting each other and cancer and whatever. But it's just not a good idea to take the human element out of it. Because we can't even be responsible with our fucking cell phones. Don't give me a car that will drive itself. (laughs) Do not give a teenager a car that will drive itself. They'll be in there smoking weed and, you know, having their little party and not paying attention to anything going around them. Uh, on around them. I didn't know I was this passionate about this subject <laughs> until I started going. No, <laughs> that's, that's why I was just like, I'm just gonna let it go. Yeah, no, I didn't happens. realize that I had this this much of an opinion about this, but that's how I feel. I think they're a bad, bad plan. So in regards to the movie, <laughs> because ty- typically, you know, if we were watching Demolition Man, that'd be a perfect conversation. It really would have, wouldn't it? Would have been, yes. But for the arrival... Damn it! The car was driving itself. Because <laughs> <laughs> it brought up once. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, um, in this one... He'll cut it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, he's Demolition Man. He's going to put a clip from Demolition Man. And this is like, why are they talking about Demolition Man? <laughs> the arrival. It's like, we had to cut seven minutes, Okay. <laughs> But with um with this one, when they're in and they're actually discussing them, talking to the aliens and everything, um, I found it kind of funny that the guy is like when she starts unzipping her suit and the guy's like, she's undoing it. What do I do? How do I do this? Do I abort? It's like, dude, it's it's already done. She's already by the time you've even reacted, she's I got the she suit already broke off. the seal. There's no there's, there's no point for anything else. And I just thought his reaction was kind of funny to that. <laughs> And then all the little scenes of them trying to communicate with word, words and stuff like that. And Ian is walking. Ian walks. <laughs> walks. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Mm-hmm. Kind of showing them and telling them what it is at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm kind of glad that they showed in this movie, but it, it, it really upset me at the same time that they showed it. What's that? The, ra- the people that are radical and immediately jump to violence. The soldiers that disobeyed orders in Planet yeah. C4. I like the fact that they put them in because, let's face it, if what we spoke of, the window of diplomacy is breached, let's pretend, for the sake of argument, that we try to extend that window of diplomacy. There is going to be one asshole. Yeah, absolutely. One asshole who's fuck it up. Well, I mean, it's already, you see it every day on the news. Yeah. There's always one person. There's always going to be one person that's always going to disagree with whatever action that we're taking. Yep. And we do that today in everyday life. So, well, How many podcasts, especially when it comes to the political spectrum, aren't, aren't out there screaming, you know, bloody murder, the world is ending, you must protect your guns, you must protect your this, you must do this or yep. that, and the invasion is coming, and these people are taking over, or these people... There's doomsayers and doomsayers everywhere. Yeah. And there's always going to be that asshole. So I like that it was integrated. I like that the, 
I like that they put a little bit of element of realist, uh, realism yeah. in, in such a fantasy type scenario. Yeah. And yeah, I like how at the end of the day, the ultimate goal to an extent was to get everybody to cut their shit and work together. And it was the people who were just doing their own thing. No, we, we got to come together. We got to share the information because that's the only way right. that we're going to gather what we need <laughs> and, you know, essentially reclaim this gift. Yeah. You know? So I, I really did like that perspective. The, um, oh gosh, I forgot his name. Look at his picture. Quick. Um, Forrest. No, which by the way, okay. he's like, wait a minute, Hawkeye's in here? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I missed that mark. I'm like, hee 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 hee. Um, so that was me. Um, the Forest White Taker, the general, um, or the colonel, um, when she when he, when she unzipped and yeah. was trying to get the communication to them, and he like totally flipped out on her on. Why would you be doing that? I need to have a valid reason. And she gave her her reason. He's like, still not a valid reason. And he says, kangaroo. And he, she gives the explanation of what kangaroo meant and the apparitions right. and stuff like that. And, and you know, how kangaroo meant, I don't know, right. not of the animal. Um, and then Hawkeye, or Ian, was like, well, that's a pretty strange. She's like, yeah, it's fake, and walks out. <laughs> I thought that was just kind of funny. I'm like... I like that line. <laughs> I found that funny, but what I found the funniest is when you were doing your research, all mm-hmm. the people that you found. Yeah, there was a few people who were like, well, that's a big goof because that, that was proven wrong. She says it's a fake story. <laughs> then she says, Pretty she people. gives the com. I know, that's how I was like, I was like, seriously? You're going to consider this as a goof when her next line is, it's a fake story and walks out. I mean. It's fake news. It's fake news. Probably fake news. <laughs> And then, but oh she God. says it like following the next line. And I was like, why would you consider that a goof when it's not a goof because the next line corrects the situation? It's like, I just thought that was stupid. So, no, I agree. So, alrighty. So, thank you for joining us here at Control C. Please join us every Monday for new episodes. Make sure you subscribe and rate us on all podcast services everywhere. For this and other shows, join us on geekincast.com and follow our Twitter at geekincast. You can also visit our Facebook and our Instagram accounts. Thank you to our cast. Chris. Bye bye. Ray. Leaders. Ellie. Fuck off. Lindsay. Bye. And I'm Susie. Did you guys like it?